Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hello, Don. J.J., today on the show, yes. Mr. Sherman Merricks. He is one of our Story Brand certified I guides. I love Sherman. Sherman owns a CrossFit gym and also a marketing company. Yes. <laughs> and he runs both, uh-huh. uh, but there is some benefit to running a marketing company when you also have to market an actual business, because you know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And we talk about basically how to build a business, and then we also talk about what are you seeing that you definitely think is going to make you fail? Oh, wow. Like, what are the distinctions amongst successful business owners and the distinctions Uh amongst failures? Uh (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he's just such a great conversation. I thought, we need to share this with the world because it's just really good insight. Yeah. So let me ask you. Okay. What's the one thing... I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong. Okay. (laughs) What's the one thing that a business needs to build in order to succeed? Based on my own experience, just if you have really good looks, Mm -hmm. um, you get very far. That's, Plastic surgery I mean, that's goes a me. long way. That's just me. I don't. That's what's worked for me. So I okay, I'll, I'll tell you in advance. Okay, that's not it. Really? That's not Weird. it. Weird. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, so but but Sherman and I unpack it. You okay. got to build this thing. Okay. Okay. Second okay. are yep. two characteristics. Okay. That if you have these characteristics, okay, you're gonna make it. All right. Well, really, we phrase it the other way. If you don't have these characteristics, you're gonna fail. Okay. Well, based on my first answer, I'm gonna say humility. It's not far off. Really? Ooh la la. It's not there. I am Don't take, so smart. You get no points. I am so <laughs> humble and so smart. <laughs> okay, so humility. I'll say humility and grit. You're actually really close. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it after the interview, but okay. you're really close. <laughs> and it's something okay. that he and I both agree, you got to have these two things. Okay. And if you have these two things, it doesn't matter whether you're smart or dumb, you're yeah. probably going to make it. Love it. Yeah, you're probably going to be successful. So it's not often we actually get to talk to just somebody who runs a business. Yeah. Uh, but Sherman, I encouraged him off the air, you got to write a book. Yeah. You got to sit down, you got to write a book. And uh, that's intimidating. Hopefully he'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to introduce him to some people who can help him. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's got to share some of this wisdom. But he's a good friend of mine, and I want to be a friend of the podcast. Here is my interview with business owner and marketing company owner about how to succeed, Sherman Merricks. Sherman, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me in person. Yes, I'm One excited the, to be yeah, here. Yeah, five or six times a year, somebody swings by the house, so I'm glad that you were in Nashville. I want to talk about what you have discovered working with all these businesses. Two things. What works universally? Plumber, lawyer, doesn't matter. This works. And then where do you see, because you do a lot of debt counseling, you're a huge economics guy, here's how you need to run your personal finances. What doesn't work? I mean, when you see this characteristic in a business owner, you say there's no, your marketing isn't going to matter. You're going to wreck this thing no matter what. What works in business? What gro- actually grows a business? Yeah. So, you know, as you know, having clear messaging is key, right? Like, right. I think that what we do at StoryBrand is just genius because it is so basic. Because many times, business owners specifically, especially when we build these small businesses up and they grow and they have success, we think that we need to talk about us. We think we need to let them know how great we are when at the end of the day, they really don't care. They don't care if you have a $10 million business or a $10 business. If you're really speaking their language and talking to them, how you can help them, 
like they are much more prone to reach out and say, hey, can you help me? Was that a transition for you as Absolutely. you were growing your business to say, because it is deeply intuitively rooted to talk about ourselves. Absolutely. And it's the hardest habit to break. Absolutely. But, so how did you kind of make that transition when you were building your business? Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, like I said, when you start in these small businesses, it sort of is all about you, right? I mean, you know, like, it's like, okay, let me get ready. This is what I'm going to do today. I have to do this. I, I, I. You're sort of a one-man show, so you want everyone to see how great you are. And then slowly but surely, you realize that these people really don't care about me. All they really care about is that I'm helping them. And also, they don't care about you yet. As soon as you start helping them, then they turn around and go, okay, what's your story? You know, there's a filter of, are you good for me or not? And then after you pass the, are you good? For, you are good for me. Now a relationship can be built. We expect them to be interested in a stranger. <laughs> they're not going to. No, be. They, I mean, they, they're not going to. You know, you know, with our marketing firm, Lasso Framework, we deal with a lot of the digital advertising, right? So the Facebook, Instagram, Google, all that stuff. Everyone knows when you go anywhere, unfortunately, when you're driving down the highway, everyone's on Facebook or something like that. Yeah. So many businesses are putting money towards all of this digital marketing, but it's all about them, right? Again, it's yeah. all about them. It's, it's, it's only like buy this widget, use this service. People are getting hit with that all day. What makes you different? Yeah. And of course, I believe that. What's working right now in Facebook advertising? When you create ads, what ads are actually, I mean, I realize you can't give away anybody's <laughs> secrets, but what tends to work? Value, right? Giving people real value. Something free. Something free, right? You, you give people value, that goes a long way. Give them something that they can really use. Because too often I see people, they, you know, we tell them give value and they just want to give them just enough. Me personally, I don't believe that you can give someone too much. Now, I'm not saying by any means you go out there and work for free. Absolutely not. Right, right, right. But if you create a lead generating PDF, make it phenomenal. Give them something that they can really use. Mm -hmm. Because if they can really use that and really get uh, some value out of that, they're going to come back to you. Like, look what they gave me for free. So imagine if I work with them, right. how much they would give me. You know, When they get that lead generator from one of your clients, a lot of people would stop there. You know, They collected an email address. Of course, you don't counsel them to stop there. You counsel them to keep going. What do they need to do next? Next thing they need to do, after they collect their email, give them something great, now it's time to develop a relationship, right? Right. So you want to put them in a nurture campaign, not necessarily a sales campaign. Like we talk about all the time. Um, I like to use the analogy of, you know, when you first met your significant other, right? You don't meet them on day one and say, hey, wow, you're beautiful. Hey, will you marry me? Like, that's not like, that's not how it works. Right? Like, I did, not... but it was four more years before she said, yeah. Exactly. Like, you may try to do that, right? You may right. Doesn't send, work. send them a sales email immediately, right? but it may take four, five, six months for them to actually buy from you until you prove yourself. But what we see more often than not, unfortunately, is collect the email. Now they have an email list that they email once a month. That person, you're never going to develop that trust with them by emailing them once, once per month. month. How often do you, because I've, I've got my little rules, how often do you? I think you should email people twice per week. Yeah. Twice I always say week. once per week at least, yeah. and I know that that's too little. Yeah. Yeah. I think twice per week is good. Ideally, if you could email people, you know, three or four times a week and get the people to unsubscribe that don't want to deal with you, well, it's good because right, I'm right. all about, I don't like people that are maybes. Yeah. Right? Like the maybes drive you nuts. The maybes keep you busier than you need to be. I want to know, 
Yes or no, right? Do you like me? No, I don't. Okay, they're off the list. Yes, I do like you. I want to do business with you. Okay, let's move forward. But the maybes, you got to keep coming back. Oh, are you interested? Maybe. Yeah. It's too much work with the maybes. Yes, yeah, they cost too much bandwidth to deal with. Okay, so now that you've built the relationship with the nurturing emails, what do you do with customers, and this is almost every one of them, who are not good or strong at asking for the sale? Hmm. How do you convince them you've got to actually say the bonus is going away? This is a one-time opportunity. Many people listening on their website, a dominant button will say something like get started or learn more and not buy now, <laughs> right? Put it in the cart. How do you convince your clients to actually ask for the money? Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, this is funny now. You might have to stop me from, from this because I'm definitely passionate about sales. That's sort of my superpowers. Inside of, our, inside of Lasso Framework, we do a lot of things. I love the sales piece. So, Do you do sales training? Yes. Wow, okay. so, so here's the thing. With the sales piece, one, as you know, there's so many people that we would meet. They'll be like, I don't like sales. Quote, unquote, I don't like sales. Like, I, like That's just not me. The reason a lot of people don't like sales because they've dealt with some cheesy, bad salesman. So that doesn't feel good, right? Like That doesn't feel good. No one really likes to be sold to. So what we try to get people to understand is, you are actually doing your clients a disservice if you don't let them know how you can help them. Right. You're actually doing them a disservice because if you don't let them know, the guy next door who's probably worse than you, he's going to let them know, and they're going to end up with an inferior product, inferior service. Now it's bad for everyone involved. Yeah. Right? So if you don't let them know exactly what you can do, I say take price off the table. You know, everyone has price objections. I'm just like, don't worry about the price. Offer them the best solution. Like offer them the best solution. Don't worry about their budget. Offer them the best solution so they know that you genuinely care about them because you know here at StoryBrand, if a client comes to you, right, and you tell them the absolute best solution, what if it is a $100,000 job? But you know if they do that, they're going to get to where they want to go. But if you offer them the $10,000 job, uh, they, you know, it may, it's, well, there's no way it's going to work as a premium product. They just yeah. get in at the ground level. Yeah. Now they're not going to be happy. Yeah. I had to go through that conversion or that transformation myself because we grew up really poor. And so when I started running a business and would go to people and say, well, it's actually this much money you know, to work with me for a day, I just kept discounting and discounting it because I assumed they're poor. <laughs> I assume if they pay me X amount. Meanwhile, they drove up in a new BMW, right? But it's a mindset of I don't want to burden you, yes. right? And the downside of that is people devalue what it is that you're selling. Very rarely, I actually just had a recent encounter that was the opposite. But mostly, when I do pro bono work for an organization, it is very obvious they don't understand the value that they're getting. Mm. They won't follow through on the things that we talked about doing. They won't follow through on changing their website or their emails or whatever and getting bigger donations. They really just saw it as let's get together with Don for a few hours and have him look at our stuff. And meanwhile, if you're paying me fifty grand, you execute on every bit of that and you end up making five hundred thousand. You know, so it, it's interesting that what I was doing was undercutting my own authority Correct. in the room. And I was also undercutting their ability to actually follow through. And most people, in excess of ninety five percent, will not buy a product if they can't afford it. Right. I mean, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a car. Yes. <laughs> you know, we'll buy a car we can't afford. <laughs> but if you're talking about marketing solutions, they're not going to buy this thing if they can't afford it. You know, so I think we have to drive strong to the hoop. I agree. And, um, I think you're right about that. 
Okay, so we got their email. We nurtured them in a campaign, and we asked for the sale. It's really that simple, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. And it's... if you go into a business and analyze a business and say, why isn't this working? If it's a good product and they have a good team, it's one of those three things. Every time. They're not getting new customers, leads. They're not nurturing those relationships, and they're not asking for money. That's really it. <laughs> That's it. I'll be right back with the rest of my conversation with Sherman Merricks in just a moment. Listen, if you want somebody to create a sales funnel for you, the very thing that Sherman and I are talking about, if you want a website, a lead generator, if you want to capture emails, if you want to email those people and build relationships and then close the deal with some sales scripts that go directly to them, all automated, you want to hire a guide like Sherman. And we've got 500 StoryBrand certified marketing guides. You can peruse our directory, look at their work, you can find people who have worked with companies similar to yours, and you can get one of these sales funnels made. If you want to hire one of our StoryBrand certified marketing guides, go to marketingmadesimple.com, marketingmadesimple.com. As we climb out of this recession, as the economy goes into recovery mode, people with sales funnels are going to collect more email addresses, and they're going to close more deals than people who don't. So go to marketingmadesimple.com, hire a guide, and create a sales funnel. Okay, you also, because I follow you on Instagram, you do a lot of, of sort of inspirational stuff. You're on radio shows talking yes. about all sorts of things. So you notice what makes a successful business owner and what doesn't. Apart from just creating marketing sales funnels and sales reps, if you do sales training, what do you see in people that you just say, that kind of attitude is doomed? There's nothing we can do to fix. If you keep thinking of yourself and the world that way, you're not going to make it. So I was raised by a single mom. We were on welfare, all that stuff. My mom did a phenomenal job. I didn't know I was poor until I got over and realized, what you mean? everyone doesn't live like this, right? But my mom, every day when I was younger, she would tell me and my sister, right? Like, you guys can be anything you want to be. Hmm. Like, it is going to be very, very hard work. No one can stop you. With me hearing that for years and years, I grew up to believe that. Yep. So now when something punches me in the face when I'm a grown adult, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Mama told me they would be, there would be days like this. I also grew up single mom. Dad split when I was a kid on welfare. We grew up in the government projects. And, you know, we got off it pretty quick, but we would still stand in line for government cheese and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff until I was 30. I mean, I was poor until I was 30. And then Blue Like Jazz took off and I had money for the first time in my life. But I had a little company before that that I ran. There was a little bit. But yeah. Not, you know. But there was a study that I can't remember if it was Jim Collins or who it was who were trying to figure out these high performing executives. And there was a percentage of the executives that just went, they just skyrocketed. Mm. They, you know, same disciplines, same everything. And they were trying to find the common denominator. And one of the things they found was each of them had grown up poor. Hmm. At some level, I don't think it's a competitive advantage, period, to grow up poor and not be able to eat breakfast. No, me neither. <laughs> but if you can not. get out of that, and you learn about wealth and how it works. The fact that you grew up poor, you know, I don't want to stipulate here, but for me personally, it's about constantly being paranoid. It's about constantly going, this could be your last meal. <laughs> Is it like, like we laugh at that. You let, no, it's like, true. Like, look at the success you've had. Look at the su success I've had. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, there's there's something some days, of you, like, like you can have days, $10 million in the bank. 
and it's still like, and you have a bad day, and you go, baby, we're gonna starve. Exactly, like, like, this could be all over tomorrow, right? This could be over tomorrow. Get up, like we're not sleeping tonight. There's work to be done. My wife is like, calm down. It's gonna exactly be okay. It's it. exactly it. No, I agree with you, but I think mindset that you really understand that you're going to make it regardless. So for me, failure is not an option. It doesn't matter. Like I may get knocked down fifty times, but I'm gonna get back up every single time. And sort of like you're saying, if you can. Just get past that understanding that it's going to be tough times because most people don't make it to that goal because they quit. Yeah. It's not because they really That's can't right. do it. It's relentless forward progress that wins the day. Correct. And you and I have been around enough to know I've met really successful people who honestly, Sherman, are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You'd sit there and talk to them and you go, I don't know how this person succeeded. And then you meet other people who are brilliant, just yep. brilliant. I mean, could be billionaires brilliant. Yep. And dumb is a harsh word, yes, but you know, but uh, I get it. But they're succeeding, and the brilliant person isn't. And what they've got is relentless forward progress, and the other one doesn't. Yep. I agree. And I'm telling you, you do not have to be all that smart to make it in this world. You don't. You just can't quit. Can't quit. Yeah. Cannot. <laughs> you cannot quit if you don't quit, right? I mean, sort of talk about the atmosphere now. Like we know there's a lot going on with race relations and all this, yeah. and you know, like there's a lot of isms, right? Racism, sexism. Feminism, all like, yeah, that stuff is real. I'm not saying that, like, that stuff is real. But here's the thing if someone doesn't like me because I'm an African American male, well, first of all, they're lost, right? Okay. But if I run into one person that doesn't like me because I'm an African American, it's fine. That's one idiot. I'm going to go on to the next one. I'm going to go on to the next person. If they don't, it's fine. I'm going to go, because eventually you're going to run into good people. I think there are many more good people out there than bad. Yeah. So, like you're saying, just that constant forward progress. Someone doesn't. Give and it's, that's Just hard because, because there are people in the world who are legitimately victims. I mean, legitimately victims. And I do think, you know, as you and I are friends, there were opportunities that I think I had that they may have been shut down to you because of the color of my skin. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how tempting it is when other people want you to be their charity and for you to be the victim. And I would say that's, that's actually number two. One is relentless forward progress, common denominator of successful people. Second is everybody sees themselves as a victim sometimes. I mean, if you, you know, if you run a, a red light, but it was kind of pink <laughs> and the cop pulls you over, you're a victim. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. But uh, they just tend to figure out when they want to go to victim mentality, they go, ah, let me climb out. Of I'm going to be a hero. And I think that's the second characteristic too. I want to, let's divert because it is a cultural moment. Okay. You have been asked to come into, what was the organization? Boot, uh, um, I went camp. Oh well, yeah, um, I went up and talked with uh, some of the top executives at CrossFit. At CrossFit, yes, that must have been really fun. Oh, I love. I mean, I own a CrossFit gym as well and Dude. a marketing firm. So <laughs> yes, that was like that was great. But they had questions about racial diversity, of course, when George Floyd was killed, and now probably most of the people listening are like me: white man, white woman running a company, small staff, all white people, and we're going okay. What do I do to change? How do I figure this out? It's a very nuanced issue. Yeah, I, yeah. Man, I agree. So what are you telling folks like CrossFit? Yeah, so let me sort of back up a little bit. These companies, like you just talked about, these companies doing great, white staff, white executives, they aren't racist, right? I don't think these companies are racist, right? Because to me, racism is a tough word. Like, like That's a mean word. You call someone yeah. that, but like that's tough. But here's the thing. Sort of like you and I talked about last time we chatted, if you really want to help, you find you one or two, three African-Americans, minorities, whatever that you want to help and build them up. Because when you build them up, 
I assure you, there are a lot of people that they come in contact with that they're going to build up and it's going to have a domino effect across many, many different platforms. Right. So I don't think we need more quote unquote programs. We need people that have success to reach out and really try to mentor and help people that don't look like them achieve astronomical amounts of success. And that's going to change everything because a lot of these social issues, I think they're economic issues, right? They all stem in (laughs) economics. At the end of the day, it's not all about money. It's all about survival. Yep. And money is a symbol of survivalism. You know, your ability to survive Correct. rests largely on how much money you can make. Correct. So I think they're all economic issues. It's one of the reasons that as we dove into this, my first thought was we're going to help some of these social justice organizations. Yeah. We're going to clarify their message. We're going to get them more money. And then it was really the guide community. <laughs> some of the some of the African Americans are a guide community said, Well, hold on. <laughs> Why don't you just do a black owned business cohort and take ten black owned businesses and ten X their money and just do do that correct i mean that like and then actually it was joshua my buddy in dc I yeah you told him. me that yeah yep. i called him i said well we could do a discount but he did the same thing why would you give him a discount why exactly why <laughs> like, why do we need a discount oops <laughs> yeah. i think there are a lot of people who you know they want somebody else to be their charity and without knowing it they're positioning that person as a victim which is not very good for them anyway yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, if you want to send someone money, guys, you can send money to Sherman Merrick's. That is not a bad thing. But I'm just saying, just in general, though. We grew up poor. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm going to put it in my bank account with my other $10 million Exactly. So that- <laughs> don't, don't worry. But just in general, though, like you're saying, like what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal because most, like me, I'm the first person in my family to go to college and all of this stuff. But I'm still the first and only one. So when I have astronomical amounts of success, Everyone back home sees that. Now they're like they're sort of uplifted. They say, Oh, Sherman made it. I can make it. And I'm gonna go back and teach kids and help adults yeah. and all of that. So it's a you know, rising tide raise all boats. So I really think that the thing that people really need to do, find people that don't look like you. If you've had any type of success, find people that don't look like you and help them gain Man, that is a good great word. success. And it's not too late. No, absolutely. It's not, not too late. And absolutely it's a, not. the other thing is as we've, you know, jumped into this and taken on the challenge, it's been really fun. No. You know, it's just been really fun and I'm just convinced that, you know, as we try to figure out who we are in this thing, it's confusing. But everything that is good is confusing. You got to jump into the confusion and try to swim your figure way out of it. That's yep. yeah, that's it. That's the yep. only way it stops being confusing. Sherman, this has been a wonderful conversation. Will you come back? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right, so the same three questions. What's the one thing you've got to build, according to Sherman? That sales funnel. Sales funnel. Can it be a pretty sales funnel? Can it kind of be a good-looking sales funnel? Was I close enough there? Our data suggests that good-looking sales funnels perform no better okay. than Interesting. ugly sales well, funnels. Say you. Actually, then. we don't have that data. <laughs> there is no data. But a sales funnel performs, period. So yes. uh, I'm glad he's doing that for people. And then what did you think of the two ideas, relentless forward motion, this relentless optimism, that you've just got to keep your legs moving. They work so well together with the, like, you can't have a victim mentality. Yeah, right? Because, like, mentality. when you get stuck in a victim mentality, then you don't move forward, right? Yeah. You're just, like, looking at all the circumstances around you and going, well, I can't do it because this is happening to me and this. And you start making excuses. I think, man, those are really powerful words from him. I love that idea of just not being a victim and relentlessly moving forward. Yeah. I would love to talk to him more about growing up without a dad. Because I grew up without a dad and saw myself as a victim for decades. Yeah. Not just a year or a season, 
decades yeah. and absolutely stalled any forward progress. Yeah. And then when you stop and you say, I don't see myself as a victim. I don't want anybody else to see me as a victim. It's amazing. The rusty tires get moving (laughs) and they, then they, they, you know, grease comes in and you just start moving. Yeah. And you're going to fail. I mean, there are going to be moments Uh, where you're going to fall. I mean, obviously, yes. (laughs) But then it's that idea of just getting back up and continuing to take one foot and put it in front of the other forward. Tell you, man, the competition is going to stall out and you're not. Yes. And even if they're faster, they have a better engine. I guarantee you. You have relentless forward motion. You'll beat them in the long run. Yeah. You'll beat them. Sherman, thanks for the inspiration and also just the practical advice. If you want to create a sales funnel or hire somebody like Sherman, go to marketingmadesimple.com. Go to marketingmadesimple.com and hire a guy to make a sales funnel for you. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's new record, Dive Deep, Hushed on Spotify or Apple Music. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. 